What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Too Much Test Podcast, episode 46. What if I told you that you could extend your life, you could burn calories, you could get your heart rate up, and all you had to do was sit there? Would you be interested in that? I don't know. What would you? What about Sam? Would you like that? That sounds like the ideal situation for most of America. You could sit there on your phone and literally burn calories and live longer. And we're going to get into that. Um, I was just telling Sam a random story. I just got a new car. I got a Mustang GT six speed and I bought new taillights for it that are like clear Euro taillights that I think look really good with the blue. I bought them on Amazon for $3.99. I took the OEM ones off, put them on eBay and sold them for $3.99 within 24 hours. So with eBay fees, I paid like $40 for brand new taillights. Thought you guys would find that interesting. Wow, that is it. That is interesting. Um, did you say what episode this is? 46. 46. Okay, cool. We've been doing this for a while. That's dope about your headlights. I saw your Instagram uh, on your um, you posted on Instagram. If you guys want to check out our Instagram, and mine is sam.stolt, S-T-O-L-T, or if you want to check out T-Y-L is test your levels uh, on Instagram. You can check that out or in the show notes. We also have a couple of sponsors, HC Gains dot com or the triggered brand.com you guys can check out either of those companies so we appreciate their sponsorship so if you like what you're seeing on the show or hearing on the podcast check them out um, and see if uh, you find something valuable in what they do <clears throat> i think we also both have a lot of links in like the description of this podcast for a lot of different stuff so check it out if anything tickles your fancy then <laughs> click on it and uh, you're good to go <laughs> i always go <laughs> completely off topic but my girlfriend and i'll just like rub my two fingers underneath their chin and when you say tickle me fancy that's what we're talking about <laughs> i just underneath her chin while she's just there i'll just be like coochie <laughs> uh, you have uh you have that good story around your car where you get new tail lights for 40 bucks or 40 yeah. right i uh i'm the tesla and the like fake leather on the steering wheel i would like rub my finger on it so sometimes if my ring is sliding down i'll rub my finger into the steering wheel to like push the ring back and i uh ripped the steering wheel and that was a while ago and it just kept getting bigger right because if you don't take care of it it's gonna get bigger and um i was i I, it it still works it still functions so i'm not going to spend the money to replace it because like i would rather like invest that money or something like that so I was like, okay, cool. I made my entire list on a Sunday and I was like, if I finish everything on my list as a reward for finishing this, I'm going to reward myself and I'm going to buy this $150 replacement steering wheel for Tesla. I'll just put it on because it's super easy to do, it looked like. And so I get throughout the week and then on Friday, I'm like, it's like 8 30, 9 o'clock and I finish everything on Friday. I was like, oh, this is nice. It's a good feeling. And now I'm going to go reward myself. So I buy the steering wheel. Uh, and then like, you know, I keep doing on week later, it comes in the mail and I watch a YouTube video, how to like do it. So I like, I have that, um, I have the box with the new steering wheel, I have the YouTube video playing and I'm sitting in, in the front seat of the Tesla and it's like, okay, you do this thing and you punch something into the back of the steering wheel and you take the airbag out. Right. And it's got these two cords in the back of it. One is for the airbag and the other is for like the electronics of the system. And so I took it out and then you need a, uh, like a 10 millimeter Allen head thing that you put on a wrench to crank it. Right. Cause that's, what's holding the steering wheel on. And I yeah. was like, 
I thought just a regular Allen wrench would work, but you can't get enough leverage even slightly because it's that's like torqued on. Yeah, yeah. So I kept trying. I tried and tried to get it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to just run to Advanced Auto. It's two minutes away. I'll get the part I need, come back and get this done. So I put the um, – I didn't put the airbag back in or anything, but I or I reconnected the uh, power – the steering stuff so I could drive even though the airbag piece wasn't connected. Then I come back and I got the part. I take the wrench and I put that in there and I'm cranking and, I, and then I put like a pipe on the end of it so I could finally get it. So I get that off and I take the thing off. And then if you've never done this before, I'd never done this before, the bolt coming out, I don't know if it's called a drive shaft or what it's called. Somebody's probably going to, you know, give me a hard time about not knowing what this is, but the drive shaft comes out and it's got these little rivet things on the side of it all the way around. Spline. Your, what, what is it called? Spline. Spline. So it's got the spline all the way around it. And then the the steering wheel like goes on and slides between that, right? So it's yeah. it has like some type of Loctite or something. So it's like hard to get off. And so I go to, I'm like trying to rock it back and forth. They're like, yeah, if you can't get it off, try to like rock it back and forth. I'm online, I'm reading. And so I'm rocking it back and forth, I'm yanking on it really hard. And then I finally yank it out. But, but when we went to Advanced Auto and I plugged, the steering back in i did not unplug it when i got home and i ripped out everything oh shit <laughs> so this this tiny and then i could go to the car to start uh after that i had to they've got this electronic um what's this thing that sits right behind the steering wheel uh, it's like a gyro or something spring. i think it's called a clock spring okay oh yeah yeah okay so, so it's, it's coiled around something yeah and I ripped that all open. So I had to like, put, I had to manually get this fucking clock spring to put it all back together just so that I could drive the car for the next week while I waited for the part to come in. Right. So this $150 repair <laughs> now makes it so the car doesn't have any safety features. It cannot use autopilot. And randomly, when you're driving, it just automatically has this giant amount of torque to the left. Oh, and I was shit. Like, hey, babe, I'm okay with that. Right. Like, I'll, you just have to make sure you're paying attention. Right? <laughs> enough torque to like turn you at a 90 degree angle, right? It's um, not safe. Uh, and and the faster you're going, the more of like. <laughs> uh, so That's I tell perfect. her tell her her about that, and um, she's like calls me. She's like, I'm on the side of the road. The car did that. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So anyways, I get this. I get I buy the, the new clock spring. Right. And, and I get overcharged for it. It's like uh, another $150 because they're not just selling the clock spring. They buy the whole like assembly piece that has like, like and the, the steering shaft or the to put it into gear as well as like the windshield wiper thing on it. Right. That whole thing is a set and you buy it together. Right. So now we're at 300 bucks just to do the one thing. I just wanted my fucking steering fixed as a reward. <laughs> I just yeah. a reward. That sucks. That Now it's been like two and a half weeks later. Right. So then I get that thing in and I'm like, oh, good. Finally, this is here. I wait till the weekend because that's a lot of times when I'll do that kind of stuff. Um, get the car out there and I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to do this at 8 p.m. because I can't see Dick like I did last yeah. time. I do it when it's sunny out. Get the thing out. I was like, that's pretty easy. Got it uncranked out. Take the steering wheel off. And then you have to take off the parts behind that so I could put the, you know, the drive shaft thing in there and the blinker. Put that all back on. And then uh, put all the, you know, the attachment plastic pieces to make it look pretty. I clip all those things on, put on the little, little screws, put the steering wheel back on, 
put the airbag back on and plug in the, the, the drive piece of it for the electronics and the airbag, the horn works. I was like, oh, great. Car doesn't turn on. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. So I had to take the whole thing back apart, put the old one back on, make an appointment at Tesla. Ended up being $500 to get that shit done. So the, the $150 that I was trying to reward myself with ended up being over $800 to do. And it took me about a month and a half. God damn. That's crazy, bro. I don't like fucking with airbags. Have you ever have you ever seen an airbag go off? Bro, I was in a car when they went off, not in an accident. So an ex-girlfriend of mine had a prelude, Honda Prelude, and she had 17s. It was slammed. Well, the 17s needed new tires, so she threw a set of 16s. So the car is kind of staggered forward and it's low. And they were repaving a road. And have you ever seen sometimes when they repave roads, the sewer cap is up above like two inches before they pave it. So, dude, we're driving down the road, just normal. Boom. Fucking airbags out. Both of them. It's instantaneous, dude. You don't even see it. It's like a bullet. And so we're sitting there. There's fucking powder floating through there. Our ears are ringing. It smells like burnt something. My ex-girlfriend's cheek was cut because the bag came out and cut her cheek. My neck was burned. Dude, don't fuck around with airbags, bro. They do not play. It is a violent chemical reaction. They wow. work. So, yeah. so she hit the she hit the 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 manhole cover thing. Yeah, the, the whole sewer thing hit the bottom part of the frame, and there's sensors in there. So the car thought that it was in an impact, and so it just let out the airbags. And so we were just sitting there bullshitting, and boom, airbags in the face. So it was pretty wow. intense. Damn. Well, luckily you weren't like throwing forwards in it, right? It was just like wow. went off like as you were driving kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was pretty it was pretty sketchy. But um, um I have a funny story, but I want to skip it because I know our audience likes talking about like gear and stuff, and I amped up this like how to live longer. And I have some some statistics, but one of the simplest things you can do, go for it. I was gonna say that kudos to you. That was a good I liked your intro. That was a good intro. <laughs> well, it's hundred percent true. And a lot of people they don't they don't know about this of how much benefits this one thing has, and it's the sauna. Most gyms have a sauna. And basically, if you don't know what a sauna is, well, I don't know why you're listening to the show, but it's a hot room, 170, 190 degrees. It's hot as shit and it's dry heat. And you just sit in there and sweat. And you're like, well, how the hell does this add years to my life? Well, first off, when you're in a sauna, super hot, your body goes into like a stress state. Um, I've measured my uh, heart rate a couple of times in the sauna and it's about 130, 135. So it's like equivalent to moderate exercise on a treadmill but you're literally just sitting there. Um, you're also sweating, which gets out a lot of toxins from your pores and you're a lot of sweating out a lot of salt too. Um, so, but they've done dude, so many studies, you know, like up in like Norway and Finland, they've been doing saunas for years and uh, it's uh, dude, there's some crazy stuff. Crazy. What, was, what were some of the most interesting things that you, uh, you saw or noticed when you were doing some research on this? So, um, Increased circulation may help reduce muscle soreness, improve joint muscle, uh, joint movement and ease arthritis pain. And there's also a lot of thought of after you work out, when you go in the sauna, you get so much blood flow that there's a lot more blood flowing through your muscles. So it can help deliver nutrients. It can help do all kinds of stuff. Improving cardiovascular health. One study conducted in Finland followed 2,315 men ages 42 to 60 over the course of 20 years. 
Um, so findings suggest that people who use the sauna have a lower risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. Of the participants in the study, a total of 878 died from cardiovascular disease or sudden cardiac death. And so they categorize these people by how often they used a sauna, once a week, two to three times a week, or four to seven. So after adjusting for different factors, uh, participants who used the sauna two to three times a week were 22% less likely to experience sudden, sudden cardiac death than those who only used it once a week. So that's once to two to three, 22% difference. Those who used a sauna four to seven times a week were 63% likely to experience sudden cardiac death and 50% less likely to die from a cardiovascular disease than people who only use the sauna once a week. So that's pretty interesting. And there's more statistics on it, but wow. those numbers, 63% and 53%, that's compared to someone who uses the sauna once a week compared to four to seven. That's not a comparison for someone who's never used a sauna. Wow. That's incredible. So like, I, cause that would have, that was what I was thinking about as you were going through the data. Like they, a lot of times they'll have like the control, control group where, Hey, these people don't use the sauna at all. So imagine somebody who doesn't use the sauna at all. Yeah. Like a 63% drop in cardiovascular risk or whatever and death of 50%. Yeah. So you, you and I talked about it maybe two or three months ago about, you know, creating like a giant garbage bag that was a sauna in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> what, where are you? I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do one in my backyard, not a, not a garbage bag, like, but I'm going to build a sauna in, in my backyard. Where are you on that? Did you decide if you're going to build a sauna? Not yet. I'm, I'm leaning more toward a spa, like a full, like real spa. Like I have an inflatable spa that works great, but I want to get like a full real deal one run power. What, what is a spa? Enlighten me. I don't know what. Like a jacuzzi. Oh, okay. Like a, you know, like a whole, like a, a square with jets and all that stuff. And it's got the cover and LED lights. Um, so I think I'm going to go for that first. The sauna, I mean, I live five minutes from the gym and it's in the sauna is free. So it's like, you know, so, but there's another, there's some more interesting things about sauna. So there's, well, there's two. So the first one is sitting in a sauna um, you know, when you're getting super hot and your body gets in the stress, uh, you know, situation it releases dopamine and norepinephrine or norepinephrine, which is adrenaline. So it's adrenaline and dopamine. And so you think, okay, well, that's kind of a wash. Dopamine's kind of a good one. Adrenaline's kind of a stress hormone. But what they found is that once you get out of the sauna, after about 20 minutes, the norepinephrine goes down, the adrenaline basically goes down to baseline, but the dopamine stays higher than when you started. So a lot of people experience that they feel really good after they get out of the sauna. And I can agree with that. Um, and then the other thing is if you look up heat shock proteins. So these are proteins that are expressed when your body goes into heat shock. They specifically do this. And they've shown, I don't know all the statistics. And I don't want to bore people with it. But they do all kinds of stuff once they're released through the body, like healing, circulation, cleaning up shit. I don't, don't quote me on that, but. Heat shock proteins are a family of proteins produced by cells in response to exposure to stressful conditions. They were first described in relation to heat shock. Uh, it sounds like it's pretty simple how they got the name, but are now known to also be expressed during other stresses, including exposure to cold or UV light and during wound healing or tissue remodeling. So that's very, very interesting. But sorry, you were about to get into the point about heat shock proteins. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know a huge amount about them. I mean, I was listening to a podcast, I believe, they were talking about it, or one of the guys on YouTube. But I mean, it's basically they're they're really good stuff. And like, I mean, overall, the sauna is good for you. There's no study that shows it's bad unless you like fall asleep in there and no one finds you. Then it's bad. Um, so you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta be careful in the sauna too because it's extremely hot. Like you gotta drink a lot of water and you gotta be very careful because you literally like it's like I'll sit there, you know, kind of like with my elbows on my shoulder, just lower my on my legs, looking down at my phone, chilling. A lot of the time I'll meditate in there. Like I'll put on like rain sound effects and I just, I'm meditating while I'm in the sauna. So I'm killing two birds with one stone, but dude, you sit there and it's just like drip, drip, drop, drip, 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 drip. You're literally just like dripping sweat. Like it's pretty wild. Well, uh, um, you mentioned meditation. Um, mm. I do a, a meditation style that is called uh, mindfulness. And mm -hmm. it's like the recognizing you're, you're like flexing the muscle of awareness uh, to, to, to recognize where you and I could be here. Right. Mm -hmm. But let's say if I was like this, even though I'm, I'm here with you, that I'm not really here with you. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Right. So um, we go through a lot of our existence as humans, sadly, or like, you know, maybe that's the opportunity. Maybe it's not sad, but um where we're not present, right? So I do this mindfulness meditation and that's a long way of asking you, I wanted to hear how you, when you put on that, what, what is going on? What is, are you trying to actively work on being in, in the moment, in the sauna while that music is playing? How, how I'm just curious to know how you do your meditation. So I'm definitely not a, a guru on meditation from what I gathered from, you know, what the standard kind of is. And, you know, for meditation is essentially when I first started out, I would sit in a dark room, actually this exact room, and I would sit in a chair and I would turn the lights off. And I would basically, the idea was you try to keep any thoughts out of your mind. And so uh, you basically focus on taking deep breaths and you kind of focus on the feeling in your chest of that fullness, exhaling. Um, another one that I would do is kind of things do pop into your head. You know how you close your eyes and you see like different stars and patterns. You kind of, if you can zone out and you can kind of stare at those, um, it just kind of takes your mind out of it. So in, my, in what I'm trying to do when I'm meditating, and like I said, not a guru, is I'm basically just trying to clear my mind of thoughts. Just basically think of nothing which I, I guess puts in your brain to like different, different like kind of mode and it changes some of the brain waves and how your neurons are working. So it's kind of like a form of relaxation almost. And that's, that's what I'll typically do in the, in the sauna. And I don't do it like, like I don't sit there and like, all right, I have to do this for 10 minutes. Like I'll do it and I'll focus on it for consciously for a while. And then sometimes I'll think about stuff that I have to do in the day. And that may not be ideal for relaxation, but sometimes if I'm in kind of a relaxed state, you know, kind of maybe I think I'm thinking a little clearly, kind of thinking about stuff or thinking about ideas for videos, things like that, creative type stuff. So like not meditating at all, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I meditate for a few minutes and then I start thinking about shit. You know? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Do you normally start with the uh, like, so, so when I'm, cause I'll try to write, I don't necessarily always set aside time every day to do it. Sometimes I do, but lately I ha haven't been. And it might just be the moments of like right there where I just take the time and I just recognize me breathing in. Um, so is there some point 
where you always start because what we're talking, we're talking about meditation, right? But in reality, it sounds like when we were younger, that was kind of like foo-foo, like weird shit to, to meditate. But, but in reality, it was just because we didn't have any fucking understanding. We didn't have the perspective to understand what meditation was and all the benefits to it. But you can drop your cortisol levels down. You can drop your blood pressure levels down and uh, overall stress. So if you think of like aging as stress that forms mutations or uh, affects cells in our body in an adverse way or like a way that is not repairable, right, over time because it's, it's perpetual or chronic type stress then meditation also reduces aging in that sense. Right. So like, yeah. that's, you know, super helpful, but what, what, where do you start that? For me, it tends to be like in the middle of the night, I'll wake up like once and I'll piss. And I try to do this when I wake up in the middle of the night. Cause otherwise I start thinking about stuff. Oh, what do I need to get done or this, that, and the other thing. So like in the middle of that, I'll get up and take a piss and I'll try to actively recognize the floor. Cause it, it's dark. You can't really see that much. And plus I don't want to like, take in like the lights that I'm walking. I'm trying to like not pay attention to those as I walk. Cause they're, did you also know that lights inhibit melatonin, right? We, we create melatonin and lights. So if you go into the bathroom in the middle of the night and you flip on the light, you're actually inhibiting melatonin, right? In your, in your body. But that's besides the point. So anyways, I, I go in there and I try to actively pay attention to the, coldness on the floor or, or like the feeling of my feet on the floor. Cause otherwise I'll just start thinking about things and I'll not get to sleep. So do you have something that you always go to, or is it just something like, okay, the breathing tends to be the first thing you go to. Well, I mean, the meditation is kind of separate from what you're talking about. You're talking about if you wake up in the middle of the night, how do you keep from like waking up? And obviously lights a big one. I'll typically, I try to like sit if I, if I'm like, if I'm like peeing or, you know, whatever else I'll, I'll try to close my eyes while I'm doing what I'm doing as best I can. I try to keep the light as much out of there. And that kind of helps keep me in that sleepy spot, you know? So I try to stay in that sleepy mode as long as possible. Um, and Real quick, I'm going to transition into a story about the toilet, and then I do actually want to talk about some uh, some performance enhancing stuff. So this is just a crazy story, completely unrelated. So woke up this morning, 4.30, to hear my dog walking around my bedroom, and I've got wood floors, and I have a carpet that's kind of like centered, whatever. And so I hear my dog click clacking along with their little nails, and I wake up, and I'm half asleep. It's 4.30, and I'm like, what the f I'm like, beans, get in bed, go to bed. And I see her here clicking around, clicking around. And I'm like, motherfucker, dog probably has to go out. So I get out of bed. I go take my dog outside, you know, trying to stay in that sleepy spot because I want to go back to sleep and then wake up in an hour and go to the gym and walk out there. I'm not even paying attention to the dog. She comes back in. I walk into the bedroom and I'm like, what does, what does that smell? Dude, I turn on the light. My dog, like, literally, like, walked across the carpet just shitting, like, all <laughs> across the back and forth. And, like, part of where she shit was where I, like, literally where I walked to take her out. So I, like, literally, like, ninja dodged, like, stepping into shit at 4.30 in the morning. And so I wake up my wife and I'm like, baby, I'm like, yo, we got to clean this shit up. Like, I'm not doing this myself. <laughs> so <laughs> 5 o'clock in the morning, we're picking up, picking up all this stuff. And then we got the, the floor cleaner and we're, oh, dude, it was horrible. But that was my morning this morning. And then I went and did shoulders and yeah. So 
So you're gonna sleep. You're gonna sleep good tonight because. <laughs> oh, I will. So let's jump into some PEDs. I've, I remember. I think I saw one of your TikToks recently um, that you're you're doing what 270 milligrams of tests and no um, and no SARMs. Although today I did take Anivar, but like that's no, that's not, not a SARM. You're SARM it's free, not, baby. Oh, but like I wasn't taking any additional anabolics for the last like three months, and. I don't know if I've we've talked about this, but like I've been really enjoying my training. But and I think, and I don't think that has to do with 270 milligrams of testosterone, right? You could be like, well, you're in 270. So like, yeah, of course it does. But there's plenty of dudes <laughs> more than me, and I don't think they honestly enjoy their training as much as me. One, so for and, and I always go into like the heady shit, right? But like when I think about like life and fulfillment and grow like it all for me it i always have to be like trying to progress or like move forward learn and grow right and there'd been a lot a long time i felt like where it wasn't i wasn't consistently putting in the amount of effort i knew i was capable of putting in in the gym maybe one day or like you know what i mean maybe a couple of days or like a week and then it was like a week right and I recognized that at some point last year, and I started applying far more intensity and effort in the gym with my training. And I feel as though it is similar to like, remember when you were like 18 years old and you were like, fuck, this training is so much fun, right? Like you just worked out all the time. It was like, you're in the gym for three and a half hours because you don't have daily spot to do. like. And I feel, and I'm not in there. It's like uh, probably about an hour long training session. Maybe it's some cardio, maybe, and, or maybe skip this cardio and I'll just do stretching and foam rolling and stuff. So it might be an hour and 20 minutes or something, but I'm fucking really, really enjoying this. And I added in um, AOD 9604, right? That's the fragment of HGH with tyrosine. It's got an amino acid added to the, uh, fragment so that it increases the half-life for like fat loss. Mm, I don't know if I can tell on the fat loss. I do look super juicy, I feel like, but I don't know if it's from the AOD or not. And then I'm also doing uh, CJC once a week. And I'm not doing any SARMs. I'm just doing 270 plus some Anavar, <laughs> some AOD, some CJC. I mean, you're practically natty, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm like this close to Natty. I'm like, you're like, you're basically Natty Sam at this point. You know what's um, interesting? Real, real quick, just what I've been doing recently. So I ran out of normal pre-workout, and I just haven't gone and gotten any more. Um, and when I ordered Sleep Juice from EA, they had a deal, and I do really like Sleep Juice, not like a plug, um, but I take that to go to sleep. But they had a thing where they, if you each tub that you bought, they would give you a tub of like Ramy's Rage uh, Pump non-stem it was just it's just a pump you know it's got glycerol it's got you know a lot of the, the pump stuff himalayan salt and so i was basically i was like shit i'll just take that and drink some caffeine i mean I, you know i have coffee it's the same shit so i've been doing that for the past few days and yesterday i was doing back and you know how there's some days where you're in the gym and you're like fuck i look small as shit you know you're not maybe not as vascular maybe not as much you but you know, some days I look in the gym and I'm like, I try, I try. man, do I even work out? <laughs> but then yesterday, man, I was doing back on that, on that 
you know, that pump shit plus the caffeine. And dude, my biceps were fucking pumped up. My vein was like super prominent. And I was like, fuck yeah. So that's an idea that you could try, you know, get a pump pre-workout. And I mean, fuck, it's not hard to find caffeine. You can drink half a bang and you got 150. You could drink the whole thing. You got 300. Yeah. No, I, um, if I were to create another pre-workout, I wouldn't have any, uh, stimulants in it. Cause, cause I don't, when you get into the gym, you don't really need the stimulant. You need focus, right? Mm -hmm. You need to actually just pay attention to what you're doing to lift the weight or do the exercise properly to get the contraction of the muscle to the greatest extent you can possibly get it. And with like the time under tension, you need the focus on that, right? Cause when I'm doing any exercise, I want the focus on the tension in the muscle that I'm to say, if I was doing biceps, right? I want that to be focused attention the entire time I'm doing it. And I would, if I was going to do another pre-workout, it would be strictly pump agents. It wouldn't have anything else in there because I think those are more impactful. And I know that like, you know, it's, we all like, you know, maybe caffeine or that other shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, the other shit too. But. <laughs> I've worked uh, out on uh, I've worked out on Adderall before. That's pretty insane. That's pretty. Yeah. It's, but I've worked out on no caffeine at all, and I've still had really good workouts. You know, uh, for me, the only time I have a rough time in the gym is if I'm like hungover. If I'm hungover, it's rough. Like I'm just like, ugh. But I can go to the gym in the morning, normal, and first set, not gonna lie, you're a little drowsy, but second set, like I'm in it, and I just. I just always kind of, if I'm lifting, like I'm always lifting until I can't get that last rep. Not every time, but you know what I'm saying. But, so are you um, also over this past year, uh, there'd be times where I might like look at my phone. And uh, so I completely stopped, I told, like stopped myself from looking at my phone uh, while I'm at the gym and I go through and I'll like superset everything. So do, are you training that way? Um, I mean, not necessarily supersets all the time. I have been not looking at my phone a lot in the gym lately. I've been listening to podcasts. Um, you know, I like to listen to music too, but I'm listening to podcasts mm -hmm. and I have not been looking at my phone and that helps me kind of speed up. Um, you don't realize it, but when you're sitting on a machine and you get on Reddit and you start reading down the comments, you know, you're wasting a lot of time. And if you were just sitting there staring at, you know, a fellow female gym goer in super tight pants, you'd probably be doing that set a little bit quicker but you're staring at your fucking phone, looking at bullshit from people you don't even know, arguing, looking at people arguing online. You waste a lot of damn time. I completely agree with you. Um, <laughs> I, on the, um, on the like front or like, we'll maybe think of it to the relative to the sauna. Have, have you ever looked into red light therapy? I have not. I've, I mean, I've, I know a ne decent enough about it, but I've never tried it. I've never looked into it super deep. It's interesting. So there's like, I've been, that's since the last time we spoke, I've been looking more into a bunch of different things, but red light, being ther red light therapy being one of them. There's like, so there's different frequencies in red light, right? But Why don't we do this? Why don't we end this episode 46 and we'll start episode 47 in a few minutes with red light therapy? Hey, that sounds like a good, good plan. Um, if you guys enjoy the show, Leave us a review. Tag us. Uh, that's how we're growing is by you guys leaving a review. So if you're watching on Apple or Spotify or Google or any platform you watch on, leave us a review. And if you screenshot your review and tag, don't tag 
TYL because he won't check his messages. <laughs> Fuck Instagram. Tag, tag me on Instagram. Instagram. I'll repost it and, uh, you know. We'll, you know we'll that t- Instagram is the only platform that I'm on where I post content five times a week and my subscriber count goes down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate Instagram. I hate Facebook. I hate Instagram. Fucking meta is fucking trash. Anyway. <laughs> How is your, is your TikTok still growing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at 14,700. One of the videos I just put out got like 10,000 views. Wow. Congrats, bro. That's amazing. What's your your views over the last like 28 days? I don't know. I don't look at the analytics like that. All I know is I have one video that got 365,000. I'm I'm happy about that. Is that your most viral piece of content? Yeah. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Uh, (laughs) It means zero (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to end it right here? And then we'll do episode 47. Yeah. Yeah, so guys, thanks for being with us. If you like the show, share it with a friend. It'll probably raise your testosterone like 100 points. That's a guarantee for sure. (laughs) Check out the links in our bio. Check out any of our companies that we work with. Uh, You guys are awesome. And come check out number 47. We'll talk about some red light therapy and some probably some other shenanigans.